Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Pablo Torre, and this must be a dream come true for my co-host today, who is finally making his PTI debut. Yes, I'm Dominique Foxworth. This is a dream come true. But in my dream, I had like one of the real guys here, Wilbon okay. or Kornheiser. It wasn't I'm, you. Dom- I'm one of the real guys. How many, how many of these shows do I gotta do to prove to you that sometimes Lynn Manuel Miranda is not the best Hamilton? Sometimes there is a young stud out there Who's waiting the best for a Who's the best Hamilton? Uh, you know, the uh, exactly. 36-year-old Filipino exactly. guy who My everyone underrates exactly. and his good no friend one knows his name on television. They should and they will if I can get to this prompter. Welcome to PTI. I am Pablo Torre, yes. And Mike and Tony are at their yoga retreat, is what I was told, which is a little weird, but hey, they're old, they get it. Uh, I feel fortunate, though, to be joined by my great friend from Manscaped, a co-host on our daily YouTube and Twitter show, a fake television show you should watch, debatable, Mr. Dominique Foxworth. Yeah, that was appropriately tepid. But we should start, Dominique, with yesterday's scrum between the Rams and the Bengals, because they called off their joint practice after a brief melee. I believe that's the noun we should use here. It broke out that featured Aaron Donald holding and apparently swinging two Bengals helmets amid said melee. And the NFL, as you know well, suspended Miles Garrett because he had swung and hit Mason Rudolph with a helmet in a real game. So the question now is whether Aaron Donald needs to be suspended too. Absolutely not. I think if there is any punishment levied in this situation, it should be the teams. Like, let's talk about all the mistakes that they made to lead to this point. One, they took two teams that competed against each other in the Super Bowl, (laughs) so have some animosity built up because one of those teams lost out on their dream. Two, Leonard Floyd and Lyle Collins had three fights within minutes of each other, and they kept throwing them back out there to match up against each other. So, yes, I think that it would be nice if Aaron Donald is not swinging helmets but I also know if you're ever in a melee is what we're calling it which I've been in a football melee before there are not rules the rule is survive the melee so don't put (laughs) them in a melee and don't be upset because Aaron Donald is a better meleeer than the rest of the meleeers yeah I was in varsity Lincoln Douglas melees that's what I competed and I was the captain of the team in high school actually very familiar with the violence that you are describing but Dominique What you're describing here is the Chris Rock theory of football punishment, right? The Tiger just went Tiger, right? We trained these guys, we coached these guys, we coached up guys like you to be maximally intense. And a practice is supposed to be something like a game. And so part of me does have sympathy for Aaron Donald, right? Part of me feels like, a large part of me feels like, man, the real story here is that the Incredible Hulk just did a lot of property damage. It's less so that we need to figure out a way to prosecute the Incredible Hulk. I'm kind of just marveling at how it is that that guy is the top of the food chain in a sport full of guys who are all of this level of intensity. Let's be But Dominique, honest. but Dominique, I, part of me also thinks the NFL has to feel pressure 
to punish because of the whole head trauma thing, right? I think you're right. Let's be honest. The NFL does not hate these. It's the kind of attention. When it gets this exactly. big, they kind of don't like it because it makes them look bad. But attention, the aggression, it's not a bad thing overall. But I'm with you. They're going to have to do something. I just would hate for the for the person to be punished to be the player in this situation. Because the player's decision, with all the warning signs... Took place. They kept sending them back out there, no, and the guys, the guys behaved within normal conduct time and time again till they couldn't. No, Do- and Dominic, it's worth pointing out, right? For NFL jurisprudence reasons, like normally practice misbehavior does not get punished like in-game misbehavior. The question now is whether a clip so stupendously viral now becomes a thing that they actually need to suppress and right. correct for because it is just so. Yeah, visible at this point. All right, let's move on to the Buffalo Bills and the serious allegations concerning their rookie punter, Matt Ariza. An unnamed woman has filed a civil suit against Ariza and his two San Diego State teammates, accusing them of gang rape, gang raping her at a party when she was only 17. Local prosecutors are reportedly reviewing the results of the police investigation. Ariza's attorney calls the accusations false. Pablo, what questions does all this raise in your mind? A lot of real questions, serious questions about where we are in the legal system, the actual legal system, not the NFL sham justice system. But in terms of the NFL context, my first question is, what the hell are the Buffalo Bills doing? And I say this out of an understanding that they cut their punter, their incumbent punter, Matt Hawk, on Monday. They had heard about this civil suit, reportedly, in late July, right? And so for me, I just wonder what their strategy is here. Because what they've just done is not only cut the other punter, they've cut their plausible deniability that maybe they were going to punish or not play or cut Matt Ariza because of what has now become public. And that, to me, is utterly baffling that they, the Bills would do this this same week. Yeah, um, I'm not surprised by it. Like, I, I find that coming on the heels of what happened with Deshaun Watson, we need to accept that these teams are not moral, nor is any business, honestly. Like, they respond to the incentives that we lay out for them. And we know that, or they know, that we're going to still root for them. We're still going to watch the games. We're still going to buy the tickets. We're still going to buy the jerseys. They know that all they're going to have to endure is some bad press. But I do think that it's important to put out her accusations, to let people know what she said took place. So. It's, she accuses Matt Ariza of having sex with her outside of a party, and then taking her inside yeah. uh, to some other guys where they also had sex with her. And she alleges that her earring, nose ring, belly button ring was bleeding and other parts of her body were bleeding also. So I think it's important that we know how ugly the allegations are before we go on to talk about this. But the point that you made, Pablo, it confuses me how so many people are shocked that the team would go ahead and endure the public ridicule because they always do. But let me ask you a cynical question then, Dominique, given that jaundiced perspective, which I think is appropriate in this case, right? If you're Roger Goodell, do you try and pressure, as the commissioner, do you try and pressure the Bills to get rid of Matt Ariza so you don't have to do this job yourself? I mean, I know there's complication there too, but it feels like the NFL at the very least here, would not want this guy on a roster by, you know, opening weekend. Yeah, there is no player in the NFL that is valuable enough that I think the league would risk its reputation. So I'm sure that Roger Goodell would rather not deal with Matt Ariza, but it's not up to him. Roger Goodell is not in charge. He works for the owners. So the owner of the Bills is going to make the decision that they are going to make, and Roger Goodell is going to have to respond uh, to that decision the way that he has to respond to it.
Yeah. So we turn now to another commissioner with a very different sort of issue, right? Because in baseball, Rob Manfred is currently not seeing eye to eye, Dominique, with one of the real legends of the game. And this is Hall of Famer Rod Carew we're talking about, who recently challenged Manfred over the quality of today's game at an off-the-record dinner for Hall of Famers, a thing which apparently happens. Crew then wrote up what happened in his weekly newsletter, which is also a thing that apparently happens. <laughs> and Manfred called the disclosure, quote, wholly inappropriate. So is that how you see this story, Dominique? No, I mean, I could care less about the unwritten rules of Hall of Fame <laughs> meetings. However, I do find it incredibly interesting, the idea that these are businesses that are looking... Unlike other businesses, there are two motives. So, like, it's an entertainment property. Whether we want to understand that or not or accept that or not, it's an entertainment property, yes. which is one motivation. But the actual motivations of the teams is to win. And in this particular case, those incentives clash. So the future of baseball is going to be confusing until they get those things to, to be aligned again. Yeah, Rod Carew, to be clear here, is complaining about analytics, data, the whole sabermetric movement. He's complaining in a way that makes me empathetic towards him and older players about how the game they love has changed. And so, Rob Manfred, to me, what's funny here is that he's... There are a few examples where he's more obviously a meat shield for ownership. This is the running theme of the last couple conversations we've had here, right? Because the players are furious about the direction of the game. Rob Manfred doesn't actually call the shots unilaterally. And so he is sent out in an off-the-record capacity to just absorb all of the complaints. And Rod Carew's like, look, I know this is off the record, but I've had it. Like, this is one of the moments where I have to say, the world needs to know about how much I hate baseball right now. And Rob Manfred is there standing like, yeah, I guess I gotta just eat this too. It is interesting to see how the tables have turned because you could imagine that Rod Carew, when he was playing, not imagine, you know, the most important thing to, thing to him was winning. Now that he's a fan who's watching baseball, he's like, make it fun. I, I want to enjoy it. Stop with all of these, uh, these sabermetric yeah, decisions. Get these yeah. laptops out of my dugout. Steal some bases. Get a single every now and then. It'll be awesome. I just want to say, on the, by the way, Athletic reported this, and in the interest of journalism, like I have to say, off the record to me feels like something we should not break on that level. I object to you, Mr. Carew, but I also understand that like, when you're talking to your therapist and you're about to you know, do something very grave, they have to, in some, in some circumstances, take action. It just feels like Rod Carew was like, to hell with decorum. I know we live in a society, we have to change things now. But speaking of changing things now, we take a break now. Coming up, Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels face each other tonight. So whose team, Dominique, should we be more bullish about? And should the Lakers expect Patrick Beverly or Russell Westbrook to give their team more this coming season? So I feel like you're the Patrick Beverly of PTI. How? You just got added. Okay. You just got added. You're talking all of your mess. Okay. Yeah, well, then that makes you Russell. Me. You're never had well, MVP actually, caliber skills. Although I am a stat chaser. <laughs> and I do relate to that very, very deeply. <laughs> Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, 
so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means uninterrupted listening so no more cliffhangers amazon music offers the most ad-free top podcasts so we know they definitely have something for you and it's already included in your prime membership to start listening download the amazon music app for free or go to amazon.com slash pti that's amazon.com slash pti to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads All right, it is time for Toss Up the Game, where Kornheiser, you know, always claims to win, even though nobody at all anywhere keeps score. Let's get the first one from the producer over the loudspeaker. Toss Up, their two teams play tonight. Which one are you more bullish about, Bill Belichick's or Josh McDaniels? So, Dominique, I know the Raiders are supposed to be a better team than the Patriots. For football reasons, I am more bullish on them. But all I understand about the Patriots and the whole McDaniels dynamic with Belichick is that Belichick is the patriarch. He is the overbearing father. He is Logan Roy in my succession metaphor. Josh McDaniels, like, in no way to me, feels like a guy who is ready to undo the empire of his dearly and frustratingly distant dad. Like, I just believe that Belichick must have something, must have something on a protege in ways that Maybe aren't football-y, but seems psychological. He does have something. A better team. Like, I don't, I'm not sure that I agree with you that the Raiders oh. are a better team. If you think about the positions or the uh, position groups that are most important, offensive line, incredibly important. They have a better offensive line in New England. Defensive backfield, most important position or position group on defense. Again, the Patriots are much better there than uh, the Raiders are. And also the coaching position. I think you could possibly give a slight edge to quarterback for uh, the Raiders over what we have in New England. But I do think that their quarterback could be a lot better. He was the best rookie last year, and he's coming on. We're hearing all these good reports. He looks much slimmer and sexier. Wow. And they are wow. in a division that is actually potentially winnable. That division Wait, that the Raiders going, is, in, is is a monster. What's up? What, you're going sexy Mac yeah, Jones yeah. over Derek Carr. That's you know a thing. How angry David Carr is it you right now somewhere watching this program about to send you all these mean tweets? Uh, he's, how dare you? He's sexier than he was. Not necessarily sexier than Carr, but anyway, you get the point. Next. Toss up. What should the Padres do with Fernando Tatis's contract? Get back some so, money or leave it alone? So, Dominique, this is a mess of sorts, right? And I think the Padres have the opportunity to minimize the mess because Fernando Tatis, their star shortstop, has not played a game this season. He didn't play the first two-thirds of the year because of the motorcycle stuff. He got an accident or accidents, parentheses S. And now he has this excuse about PD busting that feels to me like what you say to your teacher when, you know, you don't write your paper and you say, actually, uh, yeah, there's an attachment there. You didn't get it. Oh, that's my bad. I actually wrote the paper. I don't buy it. But to make this a financial penalty situation seems to me like needlessly aggravating, yeah. right? Like 
who's this going to serve, really, just to make a point to him internally? Yeah, so I guess he, he has the or the team has the opportunity to turn his contract from guaranteed to non-guaranteed because of the motorcycle accident and the yes. injury that was a result of that. I'm with you. Like, I don't know what you gain by upsetting him. If you think this is going to, like, be a a way to punish him, then I think he's already had the punishment. Like, he seems, as much as I can get into anyone's head based on a press conference, like, he seems contrite. I don't imagine that he wants any of this to happen again. And if he is the type of person that can be influenced by you changing the nature of his contract, then I think that he can be influenced by the public pressure. I just don't think that this next kind of whack on him is going to make him behave any better than he's behaved up until now. Yeah, I would just worry about alienating a guy who already right. clearly you don't have the most intimate relationship with. But what's next? Toss up. Which player will have the more positive impact on the Lakers? Patrick Beverly or Russell Westbrook? Can we just think about the fact that this is a real question we're asking on a very popular television program in the year 2022? Russell Westbrook, if you're out there listening, I'm sorry, but this is where we are. We have to wonder if the defense of Patrick Beverly is enough added value to outweigh all of the stuff that is, to me, trumped up. The leadership stuff, the I am the guy who could have brought this team to the Western Conference Finals this past year stuff. I don't buy that. I buy the defense, Dominique. And for that reason, the desperation of the Lakers, it feels to me like, yeah, Pat Bev might be more useful to them this season. Yeah, I think he absolutely is more useful. It's not just the defense. It's like he's a legitimate catch-and-shoot player. Like, he... Up over 38%, 40% in previous seasons as a catch-and-shoot player. And he's a yeah, reasonable kind of ball handler and passer secondary to LeBron James. So, yes, he'd be more beneficial. But I'm tempted to make the trolley argument that <laughs> if they send Russell Westbrook home, the positive impact that he will have on the team – no, I don't want to make the argument. I take it back. I take it back. Wow, We're just going to go wait. with the positive – What? I want to troll, too. Can I say, actually, that trading Russell Westbrook for two first-rounders to the Pacers is actually very positive for oh. the Lakers. Oh, so the fact that they might get that for him, absolutely, yes. Troll away. But that's it, I think. Did we troll enough? Kornheiser wins somewhere at his yogurt treat, but we'll take one last break here. Still to come, should we trust the Yankees again now that they have won four straight, Dominique? And college football returns tomorrow with no top 25 teams in action. So is it worth getting excited about, Pablo? I'm glad that it took like halfway through the show for us to just start making a mockery of what the question was actually asking. You're doing so well. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Happy time, people, as Kornheiser says. Happy 33rd birthday to James Harden. Ten years ago this fall, you had just joined the Rockets from the Thunder, and I had personally shown you a printed-out photo of a tattoo that someone had gotten on their body of you. A lot, obviously, has changed since. You're with the Sixers. You've signed this new two-year deal for $68 million after declining generously. A one-year option for 47. And yeah, look, you looked like everything Philly fans wanted in your first few games, but things went south because of the whole struggling to beat defenders off the dribble thing, something that had been a staple, really, of the James Harden experience. And he told the Associated Press, James Harden did, quote, I'm looking to have an unbelievable season. I don't want to just go out there and be running around and not being efficient and looking old out there. I still want to be really, really, really good. End quote. That's three reallys, Tom. <laughs> I love it. And he looks really, really, really fit right now. So I'm looking forward to a James Harden resurgence. The one thing I hate about him playing really well is you're going to start gloating because you're like a fake Sixers Absolutely. fan. No. So it's hard. I want him to play well, but I want you to be sad. Built, not bought, Dominique. Earned it. Earned it in the mud. Happy anniversary to Ricky Henderson. Around this day 40 years ago, Henderson broke Lou Brock's single-season steals record with 119. And he did it with Oakland against the Brewers, stealing second on a pitch out. He immediately pulled the base from its moorings. It was incredible. He saved it as a souvenir. He went on to have 130 steals that year. And in 91, by the way, he goes on to top Lou Brock as baseball's all-time steals leader. And he kept that base too. And with Lou Brock in attendance, Dominique, Ricky Henderson told the crowd, quote, Lou Brock was the symbol of great base stealing, but today I am the greatest of all time. Is Ricky Henderson the originator of third person? It feels like a very Ricky thing to do, but Agreed. If, you, if you enjoyed that Ricky Henderson story, you should check out Howard Bryant's book on Ricky Henderson. It is yep. amazing. I yep. haven't read it, but I've read other Howard Bryant books and they're amazing. So this one is too, right, Pablo? Statistically speaking, <laughs> accurate. Happy trails, meanwhile, to a win for the White Sox with two Orioles out in the ninth, Chicago appeared to have won this game when Baltimore rookie Kyle Stowers lofted one out to foul ground and left, and defensive replacement angle Adam Engel tracked it down. Adam Engel dropped it, and of course, look, no problem. The White Sox have Liam Hendricks, their closer. He has 28 saves. He's on the mound now. Stowers was like, oh, for his last 13, and the count grows to 0-2, but instead of throwing yet more heat, Liam Hendricks hangs a curve. Stowers takes it out to right for his first career home run, ties the game at three. The Orioles naturally go on to win four to three and 11 to raise their record to a truly improbable 65 and 59. And now Dominique, they are two and a half games out of the playoffs. Yeah, I grew up in Baltimore and Orioles haven't been good since I was growing up in Baltimore. So I'm excited about this team right now, even though I'm not sure they're that good, even though they're oh, winning. On. Dominique, I mean, you need to be better at bandwagoning. Look at what Mina does. She seizes upon the net at the first opportunity to look good, and she pretends like it was always that way. Stop being so honest. Uh, I miss Eddie Murray. <laughs> that Eddie Murray, but also the other one, baby. We're running out of show because I've been talking about Eddie Murray. Let's go to the big finish. College football kicks off tomorrow, Dominique. You played college football. Are you excited? Uh, yeah, I'm excited about week zero where no top 25 teams are playing. <laughs> the Yankees won their fourth in a row, Pablo. You got five coming up? I mean, they've won 27 rings, bro. How many times do I have to say it on this program? 27 rings, bro, period. Yes. Mitch Trubisky is going to start Sunday's preseason finale for the Steelers. Does that feel significant to you? Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they got a bunch of quarterbacks, but they're all the same. They are going to be reliant <laughs> on that defense. 
that defense, that defense. The new Watt has to get like 40 sacks for them to have the season oh, that the I think Watt. that they will. Yeah, he's the new Watt. He's the best one. Oh, the new, new Watt. Yeah, yeah he's the new one. The Athletic reports that Julio Rodriguez and the Mariners agreed to a 14-year extension worth between 120 and 470 million, depending on incentives. Your thoughts, Pablo? Could be the richest deal in North American sports history. A big deal. Congrats to that dude. Last one, Seahawks Cowboys season finale tonight. You intrigued? Ah, uh, nah, I'm good. Football. Wait okay, till the regular season starts. <laughs> We're out of time. Thank you for watching. I'm Pablo Torre. Please check out me and Dominique and others on Debatable, YouTube, Twitter, the ESPN app. We're all there. And I'm Dominique Foxworth. You can get PTI Podcasts on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, here's SportsCenter. Mmm. Good SportsCenter. Can we wink? Right. Do you like wink, SportsCenter? Wink. <laughs> Hi, for another PTI.